Welcome to Wine Road, the wine, when, and where of Northern Sonoma County. I'm your host, Marcy Gordon, with Beth Costa, Executive Director of the Wine Road. Welcome to episode 99. Here we are. I think we'd ever get to 99. It's pretty darn exciting. I know. Um, what's really cool today is that we have a sponsor. Yes, we've been racking up the sponsors. Ex- I'm always excited when we have sponsors. Someone, a believer, someone who loves our show. So it's Visit Santa Rosa is our sponsor today. Great sponsor. And they have some news that they wanted me to share that this is actually the fourth year that local Santa Rosa breweries and Visit Santa Rosa are collaborating to create the Santa Rosa Beer Passport. Rick is going to be interested in this later. Oh, yeah. I love the beer. <laughs> so this you really your guide for exploring the world-class craft beer scene in Santa Rosa. The Santa Rosa Beer Passport is part of Visit Santa Rosa's month-long, I got to say this right, Feb Brewery. Feb Brewery. Mm-hmm. Feb Brewery celebration, February 1st through the 28th in 2020. Wow. So you can pick up your passport at participating breweries, Willoughby's in Santa Rosa and the Petaluma locations, Brew Coffee and Beer House, and the California Welcome Center in Santa Rosa. They really have become one of the world-class spots for beer. Uh, you know, got Russian River Brewing. February is always when they release Pliny the younger, yeah. and people from all over the world line up for that. Right. So you can get all the details, all the information, find out about the Beer Passport at visitsantarosa.com. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing I want to do first is introduce our guest. Yes. Rick Motion from Motion Vineyards is here, and we're so excited because he brought some beautiful, beautiful bubbles. Thank you. Welcome, Rick. <laughs> Tell us about what we're going to be sipping here. Well, very happy to be here, and um, we brought our um, Earl Anniversary um, bubbles. It's a brute rosé. It's um, made in-house, 100% Pinot from our state vineyard, and it's aged uh, four years on the east. It's a 2014 vintage, and we uh, just released it at the winery. And um, beautiful color, beautiful bubble rise, and yeah. uh, it's yeah, nice because it's 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 a drier. Um, bubbly or sparkling. This um, is my style of yeah. sparkling wine. This is just yeah. gorgeous. Thank you. I wish Thanks. I could video this because I mean the bubbles really are so many tiny little bubbles coming up. Mm-hmm. It's it's mesmerizing. That's amazing. Yeah, and it's very very small production. Uh, we only make sparkling you know every other every three years, and um, the fourteen vintage only about ninety cases. So oh, is that because it's so labor intensive and exactly? Yeah. Um, so we have to age it in house. It takes up room for right, storage. Right, takes up a lot of room, and and then um, it's just a very expensive process because it's a disgorged um, pretty much one bottle at a time. Wow! So um, well, a lot of time and effort. Yeah. And do you do all the riddling by hand? And yes, everything's done by hand. Um, we have a single uh, bottle disgorger, which we um, we use um, from our neighbor. So um, yeah, that's always something to see when you go to like big, uh, you know, sparkling houses or champagne houses, even in France, and the riddlers turning by those hand. bottles. Yes, to, of, quarter to of a bottle, quarter Yeah, of a it's turn, kind of, of yeah. incredible. Right. It's a little bit different uh, with this type of setup because <clears throat> it has a vibration. Um, it vibrates ah. the yeast down mm. in a period of a week or so, and um, and then it freezes the neck with um, nitrogen. And then, right. So you can, I think, fit four four cases in the machine, and and then you take one bottle at a time and, and pop out the sediment, and then... Put it in the corker dis- and then the dosager, and it puts the right around dosage to fill the bottle back up, and then um, puts the cork in it. So 
And so you'd said kind of in passing that was your pearl anniversary. So that's what? Correct. 30 years. 30 this years. is our 30th wow. year. Well, our... cheers to that. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> the pearl anniversary, um, it's on the label. There's little pearls and it's a, a very attractive label. The label this is beautiful. label is gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. So this, this is little a... blush label, this beautiful <laughs> blush color. This was yeah. definitely a win. This was a good way to start our... <laughs> I think, uh, okay, well, folks, I think we're, we're, done. we're wrapping it up. We're just going to drink this the rest of the day. <laughs> well, I, I must confess that um, the bubbles, most of them stay in-house. Um, we drink a lot of the bubbles ourselves. <laughs> now that's the kind of stay at home I yeah, like. That's what I want to know. Exactly. So, where exactly is Motion Vineyards for our listeners? Oh, so we are located on West Side Road. We're um, about 10 miles south of Healdsburg mm-hmm. and right near the Wooler Bridge. It's and a beautiful drive. Yeah, it's a wonderful drive down West Side Road, located um, close to the river. Mm-hmm. It's a um, beautiful spot, yes. And uh, the winery we built is a four-level gravity flow winery, which we use mostly for making the Pinot Noir. So it's a way we can capture more delicacy, get it into the bottle by reducing the amount of oxygen input. So, so the gravity flow means that the grapes are being unloaded up here at this level and naturally? Yeah, it's well. a four-level. We have the option. It's not always used, but mm-hmm. we can... Um, Basically, get the wine from the beginning all the way to the bottling without ever pumping it. Mm -hmm. So, and what happens when you pump a wine, it goes through cavitation and it loses a little bit of aromatics, a little bit of the flavor profile through... some oxygen input. So if you reduce that, it's you can capture more of the. So it's a gentler process. It's very a gentle, a little less manhandling, and especially on Pinot yes. Noir, which is such a delicate. Exactly. Wine it's now, when used you... mostly with Pinot because Cabernet they do the opposite. They um, want more oxygen. Agitate it a bit. And... They inject oxygen, pump it over, do many different things for Cabernet than with Pinot. So it's, it's yeah, it's more of a Pinot style mm-hmm. of winemaking. Now, when you built the winery, you come out, you see the site. Was it nothing there? Was there already something there? And So nothing there. And so did you vision the gravity flow and how did you kind of, uh, it must take a particular elevation to make that all pan out. Correct. The property had the elevation. It's my design. I designed this, took it to an architect, had it drawn up, and then I actually participated for uh, the construction, which is about five years Wow. Of construction. Because you were doing what in between that or before well, that? Well, I had a full-time job as a teacher. I taught at San Jose State for 26 years, but I've always made wine. So started in my garage. Excellent. Um, but when um, started um, brokering grapes in San Jose and then became a teacher in 79. And what did you teach? Mathematics. Oh, boy. That's why you could design the gravity flow. (laughs) (laughs) It does. And people ask, well, does that contribute to your winemaking? And it does in a small way, but I'm more hands-on, feely, touchy, smell. Right. More of an intuitive. Yeah, it's more creative to me than it it is scientific. And I think most Pinot makers are that way. I think they have to be um, to deal with this grape because Pinot is a very delicate, you know, finicky... Drive you crazy. It's like type a personality thing. working with Pinot. You know, it's. <laughs> well, <laughs> it is. And um, I'm lucky to be in this area because I, I know and communicate and interact with so many great winemakers. Right. And, and Rush River is known for Pinot. And it's, it, it's becoming more and more as a destination for people that come to this area. They go, I want to try the Pinot because they know it's, it's going to be great. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. 
I just love hearing from winemakers who, um, like Renee Perry was here not very long ago. She's not a winemaker. She's been a part owner at Papa Pietro Perry, but she, they also started making wine in the garage and they did that for years. And, and, you know, they came up here and, you know, slept in tents to try to get things started. So, I mean, I just think it's, it's, uh, it's just a, a passion it's like a and calling. you're doing it for you love it. I mean, it's not <laughs> yeah. like it's handed to you and it was easy and you showed up and unlocked the door and there's a winery. It's like five years of building something is, you know, amazing. It's exactly in the, the philosophy I have is that it, it's all from the grape. So when we purchased our vineyards in 89, I farmed them myself while I was teaching in San Jose. Yeah. And, that's and I had a, well, that's a few well, hours away. Yeah, two hours, <laughs> but I had a little teardrop trailer on the property. Yes. And I would go up, I would stay in the little teardrop trailer, I'd farm the vineyards, I'd swim in the river or wash off with a hose and yeah. then drive back. So right. yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> you talked to Jim Ricards. He talked about oh, we had a teepee with little kids. I'm thinking, oh my god! I mean, that's that's devotion. <laughs> One thing that I always, whenever I think emotion is, you know, you know, winemaking is an art, and you and Amber really devote a lot to artists. I, you have these changing shows in the tasting room, yeah, um, the, the, the sculptures, and I always admire that um, really supporting of the arts and artists, local artists. Exactly. And it's it's about community. It's So we contribute to the community. We display local artists. We rotate it not every six or eight weeks. But we also do um, local um, book readings. We support um, the writers in the area by um, putting on, um, yeah. letting them come and visit and, and That's stay. writing between the vines. So that's my, yeah. my, I created that program. Yes. And, and we love so that. So I'm always eternally grateful to Amber and Rick because they're one of the first wineries that said, yes, that makes sense to us. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes, you know, supporting charities, you supporting the arts is as important as mm-hmm. anything else. Mm-hmm. And I always uh, really appreciate what you guys have done seven years now. They've taken a couple of writers every season, and we do little readings in the tasting room. But to support visual arts, written arts, uh, really fabulous. And hats off to how Thanks. much you and Amber support that. And then we support the community and with all the local fires. We've done fundraisers. Um, yeah. We've done all kinds of um, things that help our community. people were to come out to your winery, do they need an appointment or is it just open every day or how does so, the taste room work? Yeah, the taste room's open seven days a week. We're family owned and operated. So there's always um, one of us around. And then um, you can make an appointment if you'd like for a tour or a private tasting. But if you just want to come in and just taste wines, it's open seven days a week. Mm-hmm. We open um, from 11 to 4.30. So I have to say, you have the most welcoming staff in that tasting room. Thank you. And knowledgeable. Yeah. Yeah. They can tell you everything. Uh, About wines and about their neighboring wineries. And, you know, just they're very supportive of um, just getting customers to all the right places, you know, being helpful. Great information. Good insider tips, where to go to eat, all sorts of stuff. Very knowledgeable staff. And that's because most of the people have worked there since we opened. Like Julia's been over 15 years. Yeah, Julia's amazing. And so the staff we have are are really like family. Mm -hmm. So, yes, happy, happy people working there. (laughs) Well, it's funny. I was at a conference a few weeks ago and um, 
one of the speakers were saying how, depending upon where you live in the country, if you talk about a winery being family-owned, the perception can be that it's just um, like the rich family that owns the winery. Like and I'm the thinking, landed gentry. And I'm thinking <laughs> <laughs> that's so the opposite of what it is in Sonoma County. I mean, you are family-owned, and that means mm. when you show up at Motion, like you said, you're going to be there or Amber's going to be there. I mean, someone... It's hands-on family running it and working it, and that's your livelihood. It's a whole different thing. Yes, I am the maintenance man. So. Yeah, that's the thing. When <laughs> something drive, isn't working. <laughs> I drive the tractor. Yeah, I'm... Find Rick. <laughs> Something's broken. Find Rick. Yeah. So I know that your passion is Pinot, and obviously now this sparkling is amazing. What other wines do you produce there for people to come tasting? Well, I'm crazy when it comes to grapes. I'm a... I love making Pinot, but after a while, I'm interested in, like every year, I make different varietals. Mm -hmm. Small productions that I'll do a release to mostly wine club, like 100 cases. It it doesn't go yeah. very far. It goes to our wine club. We made um, this year, oh, and last year, I meant, um, in 2019, we made a Movedra. Oh, nice. 100% Movedra, only to two tons, 120 cases. And then we made a Vermentino. The previous year, in 2018, we made a Tempranillo. So, and then we always make um, pretty much standard a Sauvignon Blanc, a Chardonnay. We do um, a, an estate Pinot Blanc from a half an acre. Hmm. So, um, and a rosé. We always do the rosé, yeah. um, which is done mostly from free-run juice right off the sorting tables. And then we do, for reds, we do... Merlot, Cabernet, um, Petite Syrah. We have a little teeny um, Grenache project going on. Nice. Our new estate. Um, it's only three quarters of an acre, so 70 or 80 cases of Grenache, 100% Grenache. So we're always doing um, small little projects. Um, yeah. So yeah. when you come in the taste room, it's not just Pinot. So one thing I did also want to talk about today is... Um, a huge event that we have coming up, Barrel Tasting. And I know that you've always participated in Barrel Love Tasting. Love Barrel Tasting? Yeah. So uh, Barrel Tasting is a chance um, for the general public to taste wine before it's time. So you're trying a wine in a barrel, um, which mostly just winemakers get to try. And it's a young wine, so it hasn't fully matured. But um, it gives you that opportunity to taste these wines and actually purchase them at the same time at a discounted price called Futures. That's Futures of Wine. So we only participate for selling Futures once a year at Barrel Tasting. That's it. And you get to come to the winery. You get to go to the back and we pour the, we taste the wine right out of the barrels using these little wine thieves, they're called. And then you get to talk to it. And what we do different at Barrel Tasting, which makes it more interesting, is we compare that wine to wine that's already been bottled mm -hmm. from the same vineyard. So you can compare a bottled wine to a Barreled wine, and you can purchase both. Um, so that's I love a great tasting. side by side. So last year I talked to you a little bit about barrel tasting. You're the one that said, "Well, I love it because this is something that usually only winemakers get to do." And I thought, "Oh my gosh!" Like I've been going to barrel tasting for 20 years, but I'd never really thought of it that way. And that's exactly right. It is mm -hmm. such a unique opportunity, and I think because I work in the wine industry, you know, I get to do that on a pretty regular basis. So you know, I thought, "Oh my gosh!" But most people coming. This is it. Once a year, you're going to get into the cellar. Every winery that participates does have their winemaker there. And usually mm -hmm. the owners are usually there. Um, I also have found that a lot of wineries who buy grapes from different growers will have the grower there if they're, you know, featuring one of their barrels. So it is a great opportunity. 
I think so. And um, it's because of the way the event is set up where there's two weekends um, and the number of days, you can pick your weekends and have it more interaction. So you're there one-to-one. You can ask questions. It's um, just a spectacular event. It's um, I recommend it to everybody. I like how you can taste a barrel sample and a bottled sample from those same vineyards because then you can really, in your head, get that progression. Mm-hmm. You, you, there's something mm-hmm. about that, having that one-to-one, that most times you're just barrel tasting, but you don't always have the you know, ability to kind of cast out, well, what's this going to taste like? But to have that side-by-side, that's wonderful. Yeah, I think it is. It's educational. I'm being an educator there you from go. the past, I'm, I'm always trying to think of things that we can do to help educate people about wine and, and the differences. And so what we do at the at the Motion Winery, we do a white wine, which I barrel age my Sau Blanc. So you get oh, to try the wow. Sau Blanc in barrel. Mm. It's a, a neutral oak for five months. And then you get to try a Pinot. And then we'll try um, a red. I think this year we're either going to do the Zinfandel or the Petite Syrah in barrels. So you get to try, uh, you know, a heavier style red mm-hmm. wine. So, yeah, it's very interesting. That's very cool. So if people are buying futures, they need to understand that this wine is still in the barrel and it's not going to be bottled for maybe six months or 10 months or 12 months from now. So you're buying futures, you're getting it at a discount, but you're not getting the wine until it's, you know, obviously bottled, whatever time that is. It's like a layaway plan it's for like, wine. I see people yes, show yes. up. I see people show up with spreadsheets and they have their little Excel spreadsheet of all the wines that they bought as futures last year. So this year they're coming back to pick up those wines and right. then place new futures orders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just also great whenever the more you know, the more you can enjoy wine. I always think, you know, I'm not saying you should overwhelm people with a lot of esoteric knowledge, mm-hmm. but just little things really brings that to life, yeah. and really people can enjoy it so much more. There is. There's little things that people don't know, like, you know, how do you age a wine? Well, is it cold? Is it humid? Is it warm? Is there music? It's all this thing. Right. One of my you know pet peeves that I do is I like to rub my barrels. So I have the people, <laughs> they come in, you really, and you really love the, you really love this wine. I go, yeah, okay, we'll give it a rub. So they rub the barrel and they give it a Sweet. rub, and it's like, okay, so that, the wine feels that. So yes. they, feels the love. It's like rubbing the Buddha's <laughs> yeah. belly. Yeah. Well, then they want to know, am I going to get some of this barrel? I go, yes, it'll be in the whole blend. But yeah. <laughs> it's an eight barrel blend. So you what fun? One eighth of your love, yeah. which will carry a long way. So I have invested right. my rubbing into that yeah. barrel. Right. That's cool. So I had a question. How did the hummingbird become kind of the mascot of motion? Well, that's a very interesting. Uh, we, for one, love nature, love birds. And when we designed the label in the beginning, uh, it was a full-size watercolor etching hummingbird label. It was very attractive. And it kind of became our logo after the years. Um, but the family decided that we wanted to do something artistic. And so um, it was very simple that at the property was um, lots of hummingbirds. And and we came to the conclusion that the hummingbird being small, Pinot being, you know, a small, delicate, delicate yeah. grape. <laughs> yes. And our name is Motion, you know, spelled M-O-S-H-I-N. So it's not spelled exactly the same way, but it's in motion. We go, that's it. So we have yeah. a small little crazy moving bird running around. It's going to be our label. And then 
what happened over the years is um, we shrunk the bird down and made the um, label a little different. Um, so it looked a little more not so um, artistic. Um, and then we go on some of our private labelings or smaller labelings to go back and do special oh, yeah. um, hummingbird artwork. And then one of the best things, when you come to the winery, in the front of the winery is a, a sculpture made out of recycled metal. Yes, that's what I tell people. Yeah, Look I for the that. hummingbird. Yeah, it's Patrick Amiel. He's a wonderful artist, takes recycled metal and makes these sculptures. But this sculpture is special because it it has um, about 50 yards of concrete with a, a stainless steel shaft. And then coming up uh, 15 feet out of the ground, and then it's suspended by just its beak, and it goes 13 feet across. Yeah. So the stainless steel rod supports this bird. So you come up and look at it, it looks like it. It's, it looks like it's flying. In, yeah. And it does in a storm. That yeah. really big <laughs> storm. Really moving. Yeah. It's like moving around yeah. and wiggling, and, and it's like one year the wing flew off. They had to come back and weld <laughs> it back on. So it's like, shoo. <laughs> but it's a beautiful sculpture. So. It is. It's easy to... to point people your direction. It's like, you can't miss the sculpture. <laughs> yeah, that is yeah. very cool. Very yeah. nice. He's a local Sebastopol artist. He is. Yeah. He's a local artist, and um, we supported him by hiring him to, uh, yeah, that's a beautiful to piece. put this sculpture up for us. Yeah. So, you know, I always like to ask guests, and, um, you know, besides wine, if you have company that comes to town, people that you care about. <laughs> Opposed to the people you don't care about. Well, you know, it's like, you can, it's easy just to tell people some, you know, off things off the top of your head, but if you, it's people you really want to direct them to the right places, what kind of things do you like to share? What do you well, love about being here? To me, this is um, a paradise here in Sonoma County. And why is this paradise? It's a, the nature, the, there's the surroundings and the diversity of the of what you see, you know, to redwoods, to oaks, to um, different coastal terrains. But um, you have, besides hiking and bike riding, um, you have, you know, water sports. You have the river. We can go canoeing. We can go fishing up at Lake Sonoma, which is very, very close. Um, so personally, I I like to bring people out and take a mushrooming and just to to kind of forage out in the in oh, the yeah. wilderness, I'll go out. So there's great mushrooming here. Of course, it's in certain times of the year, but right. But that's a, a good point because it's not everywhere. Doesn't have the you know access to the mushrooms that we do. Correct. Yeah, we're very lucky. Um, I mean, we kind of rival Italy for some of the specimens we can find. And... Yeah, and if you really compare and look and travel the. The terrain in here is very similar to the center of Italy in Tuscany. Um, and then the food, you can... <laughs> yes. The, the, it's amazing. There's You can go cheese tasting, wine tasting. There's a farm-to-table. Yes. Restaurants are just it, just great. So I've never <laughs> gone mushroom foraging. I'd always be afraid to. I, I mean, I just I don't want to get the wrong mushroom. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> but but I know people who've been doing it for twenty or thirty years. You don't have to eat yeah. them. It's yeah. just the fun of fun. going out and finding them, and then you take pictures of them. Even, yeah, and you don't have to pick them. There's but... an idea. Seriously, <laughs> I mean, I have taken pictures of some that are amazing. Yeah, I think the ones that are the most poisonous are the most amazing. Looking with the polka dots, yeah. they're red and the amanitas. Um, are they're the... incredible. Yes, they look like something out of a. Fairy tale. It is like an Easter egg hunt. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, you're just going through on hikes. You're just like, oh, it's it's like this the fun of discovery right. here. Well, there there are certain identifications that are so simple you can't Super miss. Clear, and yeah. the, the, the rule of thumb is if you have any doubt, just don't eat it. Don't of eat it, course. Yeah. But I love the idea Gills. of just doing. I love the idea of just doing photos. 
you have any little book or item that you need to share with us today, Miss Marcy? I don't have a book. I do have an item. Oh, this is usually something amazing, Rick. <laughs> well, um, recently we went to um, the Wine Industry Network show. The Expo. The Expo. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. one of the, the newer items there is Vinair. It's a okay. it's an aerator. Okay. But it, it it's actually like a miniature decanter at the same time. So does it That's fit what they... onto the bottle and then you pour out through it? Yes, exactly. Okay. It, it fits right on. It's, like, it's so well packaged. <laughs> I can't get out. But, you know, it's not obtrusive. Mm-hmm. We saw it in action. It's quite nice because but it comes through multiple ports. Mm-hmm. And as it comes through, it aerates. And it's called the Veneer Wine Aerator. And this is a type of item that's in a lot of tasting rooms. A lot of people, like Motion has a great merchandise. You know, you've got those beautiful cork bags and things there. And so this is something that often you'll find out about when you're um, in tasting rooms. These are being sold. Sometimes they're private labeled. It's a seven-function wine aerator. It aerates. Oh, my goodness. Filters. Mine is not like a six-function. I have to step a, up my game. It's a stopper. <laughs> it doesn't drift, and um, and it hides the screw thread. So it's just kind of very pretty on the table. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's like the Swiss Army knife of aerators. There you go. So that's, cool. that's our little item for today. I don't have an aerator. I drink almost exclusively bubbles at this point. Well, good for an, you. an older woman thing. <laughs> I'm more. I I, I've become a, Marilyn that's Monroe. A wiser older woman thing. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you know what you like. Yeah. But wonderful. Um, <laughs> I brought the right wine. Then <laughs> I know when you walked in, I'm like, whoa, it's my lucky day. <laughs> but what I do like about this is it's no drip. I mean, I've used oh. some aerators like it is. It is a mess. Yeah, you know, it just goes everywhere, and when you try to pour through it, or you have to hold it and pour through it into yeah, the glass, work, you, right. one must have a steady hand. But right. so this is quite nice. In the um, world of wine gadgets, and we'll put a link to that in the show notes. Okay, so I have one other thing that I could mention. Well, mention it. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, thanks for the leeway. Okay, so Wine Road has an app, and I'm really excited. We, we've had this app for probably about 10 years, and about once a year we look at it and think, what can we do to kind of update this and change it? So our newest addition to the app, I wanted to kind of um, almost gamify it somehow, and it really went back. It's perfect what you were talking about earlier, Rick, about making small lots of different varietals that, you know, you don't normally make. Because that was my mission with this is to encourage people to go out when they come wine tasting and try other wines. I mean, maybe you're not familiar with more Vedrim. Maybe, you know, that's not what you came for, You, but you're going to always taste Cab and Zin and Chardonnay. You know, so try different things. So for this app, it's like a little punch card. And you have to try 20 different varietals that we have listed on there. And none of them are going to be cabbage, Arnson. <laughs> We're going to encourage people to try 20 different wines that they might not find so as outside easily. Outside of the big eight. Drink uh, widely yes. and Yes, and then something. you also have to go to 20 different tasting rooms. Oh, cool. So, um, and there's no end. You don't have to do that in a weekend. If you live close by, you could come up, you know, four or five times during the year and, and do it each time. Uh, it, it'll go on and on and on. And once you've reached your punch card on the app with 20 different wineries you've visited and 20 different varietals, then there will be prizes. There will be prizes. <laughs> they're yet to be determined, but they're going to be awesome because I like shopping for prizes. <laughs> I drink champagne and shop for prizes. So what is the app called? <laughs> it's just on the Wine Road app. And so you'll click on it. Oh, it'll, so it'll it's say, like a little section. So on our Wine Road app, uh, which is just called Wine Road, if you go to the Google Store or Apple Play, you download it. It has WR is what the little icon looks like. And um, so, yeah, you'll just click on the punch card, and then you start going crazy. 
you'll be able to take photos of the wine labels, so it'll show that you know what the varietal is. It, it reads it; it automatically mm-hmm. reads it for you. So I'm super excited. So that's our newest addition Clever. to the app. That's I know. really cool. Very interesting. Yes. Well, I, I just yeah. want to encourage people to try more things. I talked to so many people; they've been here for three days, and they tried, you know, all these Zins or all these. And I'm thinking, well, come on, you're in wine country, and every winemaker, just like listening to you, they all say the same thing. They always want to have that one little lot or two little lots of something special that there's just. You know, they made one barrel of this or one barrel of that, and it's fun. Yeah. Well, I'm already thinking about this year, in 2020, I'm going to make Chenin Blanc. Oh, awesome. we love yeah. Chenin Blanc. So we'll that's... have you back. <laughs> Chenin Blanc is having a moment. And it's hard oh, to it find. Is. Yeah. yeah so. um, beautiful. You know, I had a Leo Steen. Yeah, it was a Leo Steen. Uh, we were like, ooh. That Chenin is gorgeous. Yeah, I love his wine, so. Yeah. And that's a great wine. She brought that one time, and I'm thinking, oh, Chenin Blanc, really, Marcy? And I'm like, damn, uh, that was amazingly yeah. good. We yeah, it. I think Shannon is having a little, like truly a moment, and mm-hmm. it grows so well here. Mm-hmm. And um, some great winemakers are making. I can't wait to taste yours, Rick. That's going right. to be awesome. Yeah, that'll be super fun. Sure. We'll have him back. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's see. So I talked about the app, and then I want to mention one more time that barrel tasting tickets are on sale. It's wineroad.com. I don't know, backslash barrel tasting, I would guess. That's probably it. Wineroad.com oh. barrel tasting. Uh, we have 90 wineries participating, and um, it's two weekends, so you can participate even on Friday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of each weekend. Yeah, it's a premier event. So let me get um, one thing in. You probably yeah. put this in the beginning, but, um, you know, hello, I'm Rick Motion yes. of Motion Vineyards, um, and that's spelled, yeah. that's M-O-S-H-I-N. I just want to clarify that because... Everyone says, um, and when I was in school, I was called the man in motion. Yes. Because I was on the track. Te- I was literally on the track team. There you go. Oh, that's so, perfect. Man, so everyone thinks of motion like, right. you know, M-O-T-I-O-N. So, but, right. Yeah. Yes, and we always say poetry in motion. Yes. Yeah. Oh, um, that's cute. Yep. So we um, we do have really extensive show notes for after each episode, and all the links to your winery will be there. The links to these uh, sparkling will be there. Mm-hmm. We have links to everything. Yep. Wonderful. And also to the aerator. And uh, great. Thank you so well, much, Rick. You it's both. wonderful it's, to spend um, time with you. Yes. And it's so fun to share the our bubbles. Uh. Yes. <laughs> yes, bubbles it was. are awesome. <laughs> yeah. Made the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, wine truly is to be shared. So. Yeah. Wonderful. And happy 30th anniversary. Thank you. I know. We're that's so, so exciting. exciting. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Pearl, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> All right, folks. We'll see you on the wine road. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you.